0: These number one on their most hated list, I think, robocalls. I must get
1: 20 a day. Do you at least get the warning on your phone that says possible spam or yeah, spam call? I would say for about half of them I get the warning. Yeah, uh, which is helpful, and you just don't answer it, and I think you're good. 60 Minutes did a, a really interesting feature this past Sunday by Sharon Alfonsi. And it's called Targeting Seniors, and they talked about the, the grandparent scam. And they ran the, these numbers. According to the FBI, Americans lost $10 billion last year to online scams and digital fraud. They did. Um, and now they say you are more likely to be scammed online than you are burglarized in your home or your car. Totally believe that. That's pretty amazing, though, because think how we always think about security and locking our doors and security systems and lighting and all that, but some of these things we don't really think about that that come into play that can, uh, yeah, just injure. Think of it this way, though. That totally makes
0: sense because every day I get 30 emails that are scams. I get 20 robocalls that are scams, so 50 times a day someone is trying to break into my car, trying to break into my house. Yeah. And how often does somebody try to break into your car? Once every few years? Yeah. But you that's get 50 true. a day people trying to scam you.
1: They say that those in their 30s are, they they file the most complaints, but the population that's targeted the most, senior citizens, the elderly, our parents, our grandparents. And by the way, if you go to theticket.com, you can buy tickets to Jam and help support the senior source of Greater Dallas because they have to spend a lot of time helping senior citizens out with this, both prevention and also once they are scammed, trying to help them put the pieces back together. Um, it's incredible some of the scams that are out there. They showed one where this poor woman was targeted, and they had a young voice that called her. And I'm not sure what the um, the ID on the phone said, but in some of these cases, they can put the name of someone you know on the call. Wow! So it doesn't say spam; it'll say somebody you know. And it was a young voice, and she tells the story here. And this is in, it was just a voice that was either generated or they got a young person to talk. I think they just. Um, Somehow manipulated the voice to sound like her grandchild, but it didn't really quite sound like it as she's about to tell the story here. And uh, this is how she got scammed.
2: There was a young adult on the line saying, Grandma, I, I need your help. In a frantic voice, scared, saying, I was driving and suddenly there was a woman stopped in front of me. She's pregnant and I hit her and they're going to take me to jail. And, and Grandma, please don't call my mom and dad because I don't want them to know. And I said, Brandon, it doesn't sound like you. He said, Oh, I have a cold, Grandma. You think it's your grandson? I do. And he said, Grandma, a friend of mine has an attorney that we can, that we can use and that we can do something about me going to jail. And I said, Yes, of course. Monahan said the scammer pretending to be a helpful attorney got on the line. It was June of 2020 during the pandemic, and he promised to keep her grandson out of jail if she could get $9,000 for bail to him quickly. What other instructions were you given? Um, I needed to make an envelope that was addressed to this certain judge that he was going to coordinate this through. And uh, right on there, and they gave me the name, the address, and everything else for this envelope. Did it sound pretty legitimate? Oh, absolutely. He had the legalese.
1: So she went to the bank, got the money. He also, the attorney on the phone said, by the way, say it's for home improvement because they're going to wonder why you're taking $9,000 out of the bank. She took the money out of the bank. The attorney said, okay, I'll send a courier right over. Here comes a courier who's also in on it. Takes the money, gone. And there's the other thing, because she took withdrew the money herself. There's no legal, no yeah, legal stolen stolen. There's nothing wow. they can do. Money's gone. Mm-hmm. And the she started feeling strange about it. Then she called the police because the more she thought about it. But she's very sharp. She's a uh, she works in um, she's retired. Uh, she worked in uh, tax prep. She has an MBA. And you can tell she's very lucid there. It's mm-hmm. it's not as if uh, you know she's starting to lose, uh, you know, her memory or anything like that. She's very sharp, and she was taken for nine thousand dollars. They did capture the courier on the ring doorbell, so they ended up at least prosecuting her and a few other couriers who were in on some of these scams in San Diego. But the ringleaders got away, and they think they got away with millions and millions of dollars because. Just in this one little ring, someone lost 11,000, someone lost 14,000, another person lost 7,600. This is a guy who is um, a deputy DA in San Diego. He has started this task force, this elder justice task force in San Diego. And uh, here's what he had to say about this.
3: Most people who have not experienced this think, well, these people must have dementia. Or Alzheimer's. It's not the case. Our victims are sharp as a tack. We had a woman 66 years old. She came home. She got a message on her computer from Microsoft. And the message said that she had a virus on her computer. And then that virus had somehow infected her financial accounts. Mm. Within a matter of weeks, this victim had lost $800,000. Oh, my gosh. The scariest part of these scams is that these victims have no recourse. They're left bewildered.
2: What typically happens?
3: The seniors that have the courage to report that this has happened are being told that, I'm sorry, there's nothing we could do. And and that is the reality, that a local uh, police detective in Kansas City doesn't have the reach to go investigate a case that's being operated from the Caribbean or from Nigeria or Ghana.
1: So they've seen this increase almost exponentially with seniors who report it, but they feel like there's an unknown amount of numbers of people who don't because they they feel embarrassed about it, and they don't report it. So there's no telling how bad the problem has become. So one way they say to – and we've had some of this in some of our cyber training, and it makes sense if the phone call or the email or the text is – Urgent, uses fear, or is very sensitive, they said. That should raise a huge red flag, and you ought to try to confirm, is this really your son or your daughter or your grandchild that is calling you? And you should probably go over this stuff with your parents and grandparents, because once you mix that emotion into it, I think you tend to forget about those things. Well, you know what the really disturbing
0: wrinkle is here that has just appeared in the last year? That is the ability of these scammers to copy the voice of the grandson, the son, and use it in these robocalls. So we have an employee up here at the station. I'm not going to identify him, but I asked him if he would come on the air with us. So I think maybe he'll do a segment. He, He seemed open to talking about it. He recently got a call from what sounded like his ex-wife. And he said it sounded exactly like her asking for money. And he said only a minute or so into the call or two minutes into the call, did he realize now this isn't my ex-wife because there's no way in hell she would ever call me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but his ex-wife isn't, uh, a movie star where they have access to the voice it doesn't matter they they can I guess can...
4: people put out enough media of themselves
1: on yes. like yeah. social or something to where they can get people's voice
0: Isn't that frightening Okay so
1: they so they did this on the 60 minutes thing This is this is not someone who's elderly who fell for it this is somebody in her 30s her name uh I can remember her name is Elizabeth and this is Rachel Toback who does it she's an ethical hacker so she works with companies to show oh, them how this can happen. Yeah. I
4: think they're called white hat hackers. That
1: yeah, yeah, work to expose vulnerabilities. So the, like the reporter on this on this piece, Sharon Alfonsi, she had um, this ethical hacker call her producer and ask for her uh, what's it called? Not social security, but your uh, passport, mm-hmm. her passport number, her passport information, and listen to how this goes down.
2: Toback found Elizabeth's cell phone number on a business networking website. As we set up for an interview, Toback called Elizabeth, but used an AI-powered app to mimic my voice and ask for my passport number. Oh, yes, 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 I do have it. Okay, ready? It's me. Toback played the AI-generated voice recording for us to reveal the scam. Elizabeth, sorry, need my passport number because the Ukraine trip is on. Can you read that out to me?
3: Does that sound familiar?
2: <laughs> yes. And I gave her, wow. What I was I was sitting over there. Did, what did it say on your
3: phone? Sharon, how did you do that? So I used something called a spoofing tool to actually be able to call you as Sharon. Oh, so no I was hacked, way. and I failed. I failed. But <laughs> no. Everybody would get tricked with that. Yeah. Everybody would. It says Sharon. Why would I not answer this call? Why would I not give that information?
2: Toback showed us how she took clips of me from television and put it into an app that cloned my voice. It took about five minutes.
1: And <laughs> she went on to say, but you don't have to be on TV to be hacked. Anyone, this could happen to anyone. Yeah. Somehow they get your voice. I always wondered about the ones, too, that look legit and you answer and you say hello.
4: hmm
1: Well, now they've got your voice. Yeah. Could they just do it with one word? No, I don't think you need so. A little more. You need a little
4: bit more of a sample. What if you
1: say hello five times? Well, it's still saying <laughs> the same word over and over again. But, um, yeah, that was really frightening. And she, this um, ethical hacker said, so far, everyone she's done that to, 100% of the time. Yeah. Wow. They've gotten what they were after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they say is you have to be politely... Um, Suspicious? Yes. And... and question you know take yeah. it a step further if it meets those categories of urgent or fear hey i need this is this really sharon yeah and you know and, and press if you press
4: it. them they always lose their cool pretty quickly it mm-hmm. seems like yeah. i don't know about the ai generator voices but if it's somebody an actual person if you throw up enough roadblocks they just will insult you and hang up yeah but yeah if you do that uh let me call you back okay uh, you know well i need this now yeah well, well hold on you know, I always get suspicious when you ever have your bank call you or something like that? Yeah. And then they'll say, you know, um, yes, and for security purposes we need your social. I'm like, you called me. Right. And then you just and I'm supposed to give this why how you verify your identity instead of me verifying <laughs>
1: my identity to you, why don't you do it to me? Right. And it showed one guy who got hacked because he got an email from a tech support, very well known tech mm-hmm. support group. And look legitimate. Yeah. So he gave him all this information to his bank account. And next thing you know, Jeez. he's out of $12,000. As
0: you're doing this segment, three minutes ago, I got an email from what looks like PayPal, but it's not because there are a lot of misspellings. And when you click on the address of the sender, it's just some guy's Gmail account, but he's used the PayPal logo and says that, uh, that I made a pay, a, transaction that was completed successfully yeah see but there are all okay. these misspellings and wants me to click on this link and they're i get these every 10 minutes mm-hmm.
1: man just be careful it's getting worse oh yeah. i know and just thinking you may think okay well, that's not going to work on me well it may work how many times did they throw out that line every day yeah thousands if and it's going it to get 10 you it's going to get good. more
4: sophisticated and Heck, we've even had it up here where guys, have uh, we've clicked on emails that we weren't supposed to and and had to go through mandatory training and stuff like that. When you have as busy lives as people have these days and the techniques get more and more sophisticated and more and more constant, one of them is going to snag you. Mm -hmm. At some point, one of these is going to snag you. Heck, we already get snagged in certain ways that we don't think about. When we get a credit card skimmer at a gas pump, you know yeah,
0: that happened to me. Yeah.
4: yeah, and and now that they're able to clone people's voices and spoof their caller ID, spoof their emails, scary.
1: Yep.
0: Next time you get a call from somebody you know, make triple sure it's somebody you know, yeah. and yes, not just, not just sounds That's like.
4: That's why if, if I get a call from the ex-wife, I'll ask, okay what was the thing you refused to do in bed? You know, an answer that only she would know. Right. And if she says everything, then Uh, I'll know it's her. That's that's kind of an (laughs) open-ended
3: question, I'm sure.